0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sons of Saturday. My name is Billy Ray Mitchell. I'm sitting next to... You can hear me hitting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting Ow. next to Grayson <laughs> Wimish, and I'm high and Pat Finn. We are all <laughs> in the same place in the West Stands of Lane Stadium, and we're here to talk about the 27-10 victory that the Virginia Tech Hokies had over Boston College, starting the Virginia Tech season at 1-0 in the ACC. So... Let's go ahead and let's do it. But first, Pat, talk to us about who this is brought to you by. And we got a poem. You know how it goes. Hoki haiku every single day. It's
1: fun to do this. We're, we're out here recording for the first time ever before noon on a Sunday after a victory in person mm-hmm. at the University Club. Looking out the window, see the field that we dominated last night. I want to give some shout outs here to the Main Street Pharmacy Dr. Jeremy Counts down there. We got to hang out with him on Friday night uh, at McLean's. But, Dr. Jeremy Counts, if you need to fill a prescription, if you need a Gatorade, if you are looking for some Sons of Saturday attire, maybe a flag, or maybe you just want to see Jeremy's big smile, head on down to the Main Street Pharmacy where you are a neighbor, not a number. So, Hokey Haiku today.
2: <laughs> Guys, is everybody giggly? Yes. I'm so happy. <laughs> you found a way to win. A stark contrast compared to last week and oh, how we were feeling after that game. Oh man, go ahead,
0: Pat, sorry. So,
2: Grady Baker says, a win makes all
1: right.
0: Get better every week. No waves for Billy. No waves. No way. I think there should be no waves for anyone. We'll talk about that in a little bit. That seems to be the that seems to be the uh, the epicenter <laughs> of uh, of Hokie Twitter this morning. Um, but no, let's talk about the game. First things first. By First in Main which is where we spent most of our time this weekend. We held our uh, first live podcast event in front of a live crowd. Yes, live crowd. Uh, this weekend at uh, McLean's, which was really really awesome. We appreciate everybody who came out. Thankful to Coach Foster. Hunter Couture, Justin Mutz, and Bill Roth. We had a ton of fun doing that, um, and obviously the entire support staff, Will Trent, Nels, everybody that was uh, that contributed to making that event possible. We're overly appreciative, and thank you so much. Um, but first in Maine, if you got to eat, you got to watch, you got to shop, you got to hang out. Head on down to First in Maine. You don't have to worry about all the traffic and everything else. You get in, you get what you have to get done. Done. And that is that. So, first and main, your entertainment center and shopping hub in Blacksburg, Virginia. Where did we watch?
3: We right watched here. right
0: here in Blacksburg, <laughs> right here. Virginia, and it was epic. I actually, I was gonna save this for a little bit later, but I, I want to say this. I can't talk about this football game before I talk about this crowd. All day long, we're walking around. The lots aren't full. It's raining a little bit. You know It was um, raining a lot of bit. It, it was raining a lot of bit in the morning. Um, and I'm kinda thinking to myself, I'm like, well, we played pretty bad last week. <laughs> yeah. The weather's gonna be pretty crummy. I don't know who's gonna show up. And the crowd was un believable last night it was uh, officially labeled as a sellout um when i was talking to uh to some of the hokey hokey club folks before they said hey we were a thousand tickets away from being able to announce a sellout tech ends up selling out the game north end zone was absolutely 100 full 70 minutes before the game i had in my in my waning connectivity uh before the game started off i fired off a suite of north end zone but shout out to the students they were incredible um So yeah, I I cannot say how amazing that crowd was. Eight o'clock on a Saturday night. um, I guess nobody watched Week One, or they used one of those Men in Black, uh, you know, memory denuralizers, the the denuralizers to forget. But no, I I was really that was really really awesome. But Grayson,
2: go ahead and and get our game uh, game summary. Yeah, game summary. Hokies first on defense. Obviously, Armani Chapman first interception, big play to set up the first touchdown of the game by Jalen Holston. That score was followed by a line drive, 49-yard field goal by William Ross. In the rain, on a slick field, 49 yards, that's a long field goal. Willie Ross. Willie
3: Ross.
2: (laughs) Keyshawn King then had a very, very exciting 65-yard run for a touchdown that was perfectly blocked, Mm -hmm. by the way. And a great cut. And a great cut. Credit to to Keyshawn King. The final touchdown of the evening would come from Caleb Smith on a two-yard pass from Grant Wells. And the last points that the Hokies scored also came from Willie Ross. 38-yard field goal. goals, so not as long on the second go-around. But then the Hokies walk away, out of Lane Stadium, heads held high, victory 1-0 in the ACC, final score 27-10. Bucket! Bucket, baby. And we got, uh, we got a quote here from Coach Pry. He says, and I quote, I think we took care of some things that were obviously a thorn in our side last week. We protected the ball. We attacked the ball. Big turnover to start the game, set the tone, and we minimized the penalties. We made them earn it. All of that is absolutely true. I think it's totally fair to say that the defense set the tone in the
1: first quarter. I mean – it took them until mid or I guess all the way through the second quarter about with four minutes left to get a first down Boston College had negative six rushing yards at one point uh you know close to halftime and the defense just put us in such a great position to be able to score some points you know to be able to set up um that Caleb Smith touchdown to be able to set up uh Willie Ross teeing it up you know we were scoring every single time we crossed the 50 it seemed like um but man Just an electric way to kick off Brent Pry's career here at Lane Stadium with a win in an ACC home game. Under the lights in the rain, uh, it could not have gone much better.
0: Um, you know, w- when you kind of look at it high level, no question. And another thing to to keep in mind, he he nailed it with that quote. We said it before last w- that last week, Grayson. You're not going to win a lot of games turning the ball over five times. Nope. You're not going to win a lot of games with a ton of penalties. Tech cut it down to zero turnovers. The only time we really came close was we had a punt dropped. But again, Tinkwood t- fell tink on it. That fell is true. On you do it. You always have to be aware. You never know where the ball is going to bounce. So that was, uh, that was huge. We also cut down on the penalties. We only had five penalties for 25 yards. Um, and another thing that was huge for this game uh, that, that should be pointed out is last week we kept sacrificing field position by not fielding punts. Um, DJ Harvey and the coaching staff did a great job making sure that we fielded as many punts as we possibly could. I believe there was there was one that went way, 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 way over his head. It was probably the longest punt I've ever seen. It actually was the longest punt. It t- tied for the longest punt in the history of Lane Stadium. Uh, it was a 76-yard punt that went over his head. But anyway, we're not here to talk about punting. Um, but we did a great job not sacrificing field position there, and that was awesome. So um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the game here and where it was decided for me. The Virginia Tech defense was absolutely epic last night. Boston College had four total yards of rushing. They were two for 15 on third down the entire football game. At halftime, Boston College had 54 yards of total offense. And then the offense did enough to win the football game. They did not turn the ball over. They were opportunistic when the opportunities presented themselves. Um, But one thing that just... You're gonna talk about this, Grace, and I'll, I'll actually let you do it. I don't, want to, I don't want to step in here, but this this one thing was the biggest stark difference that I've seen from this football team in the last over the last couple of years into tonight and even last
2: week. Absolutely. So, defense was king last night. Tackling. This is the first thing. From last year to this year, tackling has improved immensely. We were anticipating the ball, anticipating the plays, and we hit low. We went for the legs. And we were wrapping up, taking the offensive players down. Also, there was a solid rotation last evening, not just of the linebackers, but on the defensive line as hmm. well. You saw Dax Hollifield and Shamari Connor, both the bell cows of our defense, leading the defense with three solo tackles each. And I think... I think Pat and Billy Ray, you would both agree it's pretty evident. Cutch Prize, the one calling, calling the defense right now. They just seemed very in tune. They seemed like they knew exactly where they were supposed to be, what was going on. But that was the biggest thing. That was the, that was the biggest thing from from last week into this
0: week. Was sure. it wasn't necessarily that. That's why I was so frustrated by everybody saying that this is a talent issue. I agree that the ta- there's a talent disparity, but this week we looked like everybody knew where to line up, what the responsibilities were. Right. We didn't have people running on the field late, guessing where people were lining up. Like that was my biggest thing. And everybody- if you know what you're going to do and you feel confident about what you're going to do, you're going to have a much better product on the field and honestly put yourself in a very good position to win the game. Um, so I want to shout out uh, Coach Bowen, Coach Pry, Coach Marv um, for finding a way to make sure that everybody knew what they were doing. Um and
2: that's the result of that. Oh, that yeah. is what a
0: disciplined football team looks like, and it was it was awesome to watch.
2: It's worth uh, it's worth noting. Boston College only had 155 yards opposed to two, uh, Virginia Tech's 284. Last night it was Saxburg in Blacksburg. Dax Hollowfield, CJ McCray, Cole Nelson, Norrell Pollard, and Wilfred Penne, all were in on the Hokies' five sacks on the evening. Phil Drakovic Billy Ray, you said it earlier. I bet he's in a lot of pain. <laughs> he deserves. He deserves serious business. I haven't
0: seen a quarterback in a very long time take a beating like he took like uh, that like he took last night. Yeah. And I know he showed a little bit of frustration. He is an extremely young offensive line. But for him to continuously get up and get up and get up after the beating that he took, he took some hard, hard hits. Yeah, yeah. He's a tough cookie, man. I got a lot, a lot of respect for, uh, for Phil Jakovic. I haven't seen
1: a quarterback take hits like that against Virginia Tech defense since Hunter Cantwell in the Gator Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we are talking about Hunter Cantwell in the Gator Bowl, if you guys remember when Jay Hamm and, uh, and Daryl Tapp were on staff, there was that one hit where uh, they're just both crunching Hunter Cantwell and one of the, uh, you know, one of the tissues in Hunter's nose is popping out. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to, we'll have to dig up that image. But I think of Hunter Cantwell getting crushed. I think of Grayson Lambert yep. getting crushed uh, in that 2014 U.S. game, sandwiched, sandwiched by yeah. what, Adam was it, Kenny? An Cameron. ice cream exactly. sandwich. It was freezing that night exactly. too. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> An ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Phil, man. I mean. The
0: dude, the <laughs> dude had really nothing to work with. No, no you know, from the get-go. There and, were about uh, three plays, and this is going to happen in every game, where a wide receiver would break into the to the open, but he didn't have the time to to put an accurate ball on him. I believe Zay Jones broke for broke Zay free. Zay Flowers, sorry, Zay Jones, ECU. I turned I turned to John. I was like, didn't we get crushed by a Zay in the prat in the past? And it was a Zay, uh, Zay Jones from ECU. But uh, Zay Flowers uh, broke open a few times. I believe they got him one time on a big chunk play. We were able to get back and make the tackle. But, um, yeah, he was literally in hell the entire afternoon. (laughs) I think it was Don V who tweeted that or somebody said, you know, Dracovic is just in hell right now. And that's (laughs) essentially what it was, you know bad day to be that guy that guy was running for his life the
1: entirety of the game yes he did not get a second back there and a lot of it was due to guys like taiwan garbit who said you know i was playing out there like a dog who hadn't eaten in three days you know <laughs> if you <laughs> if you try to mess with a dog that hasn't eaten with uh within three days he's gonna bite you <laughs> and uh he, he certainly did he was out of control feisty uh you know wrecking havoc in the backfield uh last night also wanted to acknowledge um, a few things that I saw last night. Well, first of all, it was one of the best defensive performances that we've seen in Lane Stadium in years. You know, mm-hmm. I think um, Carolina last year was obviously up on that list as well. Um, but to shut this team down the way that they did, holding them under 200 total yards of offense, is really what we're trying to get back to. You know, yeah. running the football, playing good defense in our years back and and giving quarterbacks nightmares you know phil Drakovic is not going to uh to think of lane stadium as an easy place to play uh you know uh, as he continues uh, the season here but i also want to say that everyone was eating on the defense as far as the rotation goes um guys are rotating throughout john yetzi pointed this out to me and you know cj McRae. um you know, he, he got on the stat sheet with the sack. We had Jaden Keller, who played a lot last night. I know he had five tackles. Uh, him and Dax were going in and out. Uh, J.R. Walker, Keyshawn Artis, both uh, both looked pretty good last night as well. But I think the, uh, the rotation, something that I'm going to keep an eye on for the rest of the year, is just to see how, how guys are getting in and out of the fold on defense because brent pry he knows what he's doing back there he did a great job and uh, it was it was really really exciting to see uh to see our defense look that good we fixed what we needed to fix and ultimately it led to a w now otl (laughs) we are
0: we're already on otl do you guys want to talk about the offense before you talk about uh yeah I'm, i'm happy to talk about the offense look i think i think a couple of things i think the i think the offensive line played a lot better there's no question about it that it's a uh, point of point of uh, not contention but a point of uh, a little bit of a weakness at this point but the group is just gonna have to continue to play together and play well a couple of observations that I had yesterday and this is why I, this is why I love coming to the games because you're never gonna see this on film so we get down to the goal line um, and I think we're on like the one or two y- yard line and we r- ended up running like a uh, some sort of screen or something and you could hear him say it Caden Ward looked to the sideline, and he goes, run the bleeping ball. And then they ran the ball, and Jalen Holston piles his way into the end zone. Um, What that group needs to do is just play together, play tough, and get nasty. Because they're – look, this – again, I'll say it. This is the most talented group of running backs that we've had in a long time. Uh, Keyshawn King. Went Went healthy. healthy. Keyshawn King is shifty. Malachi Thomas still hasn't played yet this year. Chance Black, I'm really excited about his future. Um, he I, had a good I, run last night. He had a great run last night, so that's that's definitely important. Grant Wells made good decisions. He made his legs a huge part of this football game. Zero interceptions. Zero interceptions. He made good decisions all night long, and I love the involvement of uh, Connor Blumrich. If I had to pick a couple of nits here with the offense. Um, I really wish that we would do some more pre-snap motion and some window dressing. Um, This is something that um, I'm really just not seeing a ton of. And if the team is not – if it's a matter of making sure that guys know what they they need to do, that's fine. I don't want us just to do it to do it. But there's not a whole lot of jet motion, putting guys in different positions, uh, moving a tight end to the other side. Um, Another thing, I almost wondered (laughs) – I thought this was me being stupid, but then I asked. I asked around after I heard somebody mention it. It almost seems like we don't want to run the ball east and west as almost like an ode to the old, to the right. old staff. Um, I would much rather see us do some of, obviously not as much. You have to run the ball east and west. Right. Or the, the t- uh, Boston College last night, they were loading up the box with eight guys in the box and you just can't continuously run power, 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 dive, dive, dive in the middle of the
2: defense. And if you remember, there was the play. It was fourth and one, and we decided to go for it. Uh-huh. And we, there was no no motion no. Of, a, a, of any kind, and we go, we try and go up the gut with Jalen Holston, and mm-hmm. they were ready for it. Yep. You know, they they throw up the fist, and it's like, well, maybe if you put someone in motion, maybe you go to Lofton – Maybe you get that first down.
0: you got to get a safety out of the box. you got to get a linebacker out of the box. you got to make him think about something else. So, again, maybe that's because we're still learning the offense and still trying to feel comfortable in it. Maybe that's just not what we're doing. But in the third and fourth quarter, I did notice, I don't know if we ran a toss or we ran some sort of – we, we start, ran like two or three plays that go east and west. but to the
3: short um, side. To we the sh- had that one to toss short to short Lofton,
1: That's true. To sh-
0: it was right in front of us, and we were like, you mm-hmm. know, I think it was a loss of one mm-hmm. to day one. One more thing that I, I just want to mention – Um, I'm interested to see how we manage these running backs going forward Um, the best way that I can put it is I want Keyshawn King on the field as often as possible like my problem with Keyshawn King or my my concern with Keyshawn King in the past was his uh, inability in pass pass protection which he was fantastic in against Old Dominion I'll have to watch the film again to see how he did against Boston College but he seems much improved in that area and his fumbling problem both of those seem to be fixed. Both He seems like a completely different player than he was last year. And then you have Chance Black, you have Malachi Thomas. I, I'm trying to find out how Jalen Holston is going to fit into, this, uh, fit into this group. I know that he has a unique skill set. I know he's our biggest back. But that is a very crowded room. And every time that Keyshawn King is not on the field, in my opinion... Is is a miss. The guy is explosive, and he can make plays all of the time. So uh, I'm excited to see how that running back room continues to get handled as the year goes on.
1: Yeah, you know, there's definitely still a lot to be desired from this offense, and we know that. Um, Grant Wells, did he have the best game of his life? No. Did he do enough for Virginia Tech to win the football game? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, Grant. Let's see. He had 16
0: uh, for 25, 140 yards with one touchdown. Yeah. Which, hey, think about how many. <laughs> We win last week, if that's the stat line. Right. Um, if, at the end of the day, like if you're going to play defense that well, you just need to manage the football game, and you need to just ha- handle time of possession and be careful with the football, and that's how it goes. I was saying this earlier. like We're going full-blown nostalgia with uh, Virginia Tech football. The lunch pail is back. Bill Roth is back calling the games. Coach Pry is back. Former players are back. Um, 65 playing, yard touchdown runs. 65 <laughs> yard runs. <laughs> elite yes. 65 yard elite, runs. Elite defenses back and offenses that are not as awesome as our defense are also <laughs> back. <laughs> so if we can get, the, if, if we can continue to play defense like that, that's going to be the uh, is going to be the recipe to, uh, to to victory.
1: On Grayson's note of the 65 yard run by Keyshawn King, he asked me, and I think Dave nows also asked me this question last night. When was the last time you saw someone? make a run like that in Lane Stadium and I and me and Dave said well Quincy Patterson against right. Against Carolina, but when was the last time a running back? Yeah, would it been? Did Trayvon like McMillan that?
0: have a run like that at home? I know he had a couple of breakaway games on the road. Did he do that against like know, NC State he, or something? He had
1: like a forty or fifty yard run against NC State. But yeah, like City, Look at yeah. that!
0: You know, Hokey history by yeah. Bill. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Twenty later. Come on, fifteen on one and
2: it was kind of a light drizzle that night too. A light drizzle. <laughs> that, game, that game had a delay. That game yeah. had
1: a, a lightning delay. Actually, I remember so that. Started, and Isaiah had three touchdowns. It was like this game starting
2: late. I should have. Khalil Herbert, I guess you could say, but. No one was here. No was nice. to see it, uh, and
1: that's cr- that's just crazy to to even think about. It's just like I feel like we were robbed of some memories. Such yeah. a special
0: player, such a special.
2: Uh, that game yeah. against NC State, Khalil Herbert, Khalil two Herbert very big touchdowns went runs. off against UVa, throwing up peace yep.
1: yep. sign. Yeah, yep. so I guess I uh, guess to answer that question, there were a lot of runs that were long COVID runs. Year. They were by Khalil Herbert. We just weren't here to see mm-hmm. them, which is just. It's crazy that that even happened, um, but I want to we say talk- sorry, that was quite a tangent. <laughs> yes. Grant Wells, Grant Wells can run the ball. Yes. Grant Wells ran He's for quick. He ran for forty yards last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know it'll say nine carries for forty yards. I know he had sixteen, um, you know, negated yards. So I
0: guess twenty. Can I say something it. something about his running too? He's a smart runner. Like like this is gonna sound dumb. It might be dumb. (laughs) But he's good at, like, making decisions where I don't need you lowering your shoulder. I don't need you getting crushed. He's good at falling down. If he starts getting tackled, he doesn't put himself in a position where he's going to get hurt. Because, look, Grant Wells... You can't get hurt. <laughs> it's like, you cannot get hurt. Things that so, cannot happen. I, I love that we have that extra wrinkle, but also at the same standpoint, he, you know, he'll get his fifteen yards. He'll he, there are a couple of times where he's just jogging down the sideline, steps okay. out of bounds. Um but uh no, really, really well done all uh all night long. Last thing about the offense I will say is that said, can we talk
1: about the offense for a little bit? We're talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twenty minutes. We're recapping the game. <laughs> the tight end usage was yes. definitely uh different Mm -hmm. this week you know the tight ends combined for two catches for three yards Mm -hmm. (laughs) drake had one catch for two yards nick gall had one catch for one yard it's definitely the uh the blumrick caleb smith show um this week i guess you know only 16 passes were completed to begin with but what did you think of of the lack of tight end usage this week you know week over week i mean it's gonna shift a little bit I think uh, I tight guess ends wait, had wait. a couple of and let me let me just pause this real quick is Connor Blumrick technically a tight end no, or a think.
0: wide receiver I think it's gonna be a game to game thing Connor Blumrick almost threw a pass the other day he yeah. had that uh, he had that um, swing pass and then he pulled up to throw it and made a good decision not throwing it um, but uh, I think that's gonna I think he's like a hybrid yeah. uh, for all you fantasy players out there Todd Connor Blumrick is a flex yeah he's an athlete and A-T-H. he looks I'll say this in a non weird way. That guy looks great out there. He he was, seriously, he looks like the biggest skill player on the field the entire game. He looks extremely He's huge. comfortable. He's yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we were lining him up uh, inside, we were lining him up every. I, I, I. I I am so excited to see how this offense continues to mature, having him in there. No flow uh, blum, no,
2: yeah, no, no, oh. <laughs> no flow blum. No
0: okay. flow blum. Moving Let's on. Uh, speaking on. of out to lunch. Uh, moving on to out to lunch, this segment is brought to you by Roots Natural Kitchen. Roots Natural Kitchen is offering you a discount on your bowls all year long. What is it, 15% Pat? 20%. 20%. <laughs> 20% off of your bowl every single week. So when we play somebody, we want to beat them, right? So you go on the app and you type in beat whoever we're playing. So this week, beat Wofford. You type in beat Wofford before you're uh, in the app. In the application. That's right. You can't type it on the uh, desk or anything. So beat Wofford, 20% off of your bowl order. We had Roots. I, we appreciated them. They sponsored our tailgate that we did with Christina Daves. Uh, Hunter Couture, Darius Maddox, Justin Mutz. Thank you to everyone who came out to that as well. Um, But head over to Roots Natural Kitchen. Healthy food, awesome food, Um, and that's that. Yeah, and I want to say, Roots is available,
1: not just in Blacksburg. No. I know that there's listeners all over the place. There is Roots Natural Kitchen in the following locations. Blacksburg, Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. Penn State.
0: (laughs) I thought it was going to load for me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> look, if you have a Roots Natural Kitchen, you can use the code anywhere. Um, but c- can we talk about this, Pat? We've been, we've been excited about talking about this. And look, I, I got on there and I said I want to ramble about it. But at the end of the day, you're the get-off-my-lawn guy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and pass it to you to kick this off.
1: I've said this on a previous podcast, I think multiple podcasts, but it was a 2019 game where it was like we had like an 11-point lead or something against like Rhode Island. And the wave is breaking out in Lane Stadium. And I think, like, the cadets might have started it. I am all for the wave. I welcome the wave to Lane Stadium. If and only if Virginia Tech is winning by three scores and has the football in the fourth quarter. And you might disagree with me on that. This might be a point of contention. But if Virginia Tech wants to return to the quote-unquote terror dome, you are not doing the wave against boston college when we are up two scores and they have the ball and we're trying to make a critical stop on defense there was about four or five minutes of you know let's do the wave let's do the wave and then you know what happened after the wave Boston College said, these guys aren't even into the game anymore. Let's go march down the field and score a touchdown.
0: This has nothing to do about like the fun police or like trying to tell people not to have fun. This has to do with, hey look, we're there to support our football team. There's a football game going on. Again, if you're going to an uh, Anaheim Angels game, they're not even the Anaheim Angels anymore, but we're going to go with it because Angels in the outfield. If you're going to an Angels game and they're up 16-4 to in the seventh inning of a regular season game against the Padres, fine. Do the wave. But at a sporting event, we're not doing the wave. It, it, it What it is, oh man, I'm getting so angry. What <laughs> it is, is it literally, the act of doing it is, hey, Stop paying attention to the game and pay attention to this prop that we're doing all around the stadium. Something that it is aesthetically pleasing. It, it's not aesthetically pleasing. It's stupid. And I did the same exact thing when I was at a Red Sox game in Boston. You should have seen some of these boomers in Boston. We're at a playoff game against the Astros and it's a one-score game in the seventh inning. I thought I thought oh, Sheamus was going to start knocking people out at the game. <laughs> they were like, dude, what what are you doing? It is it is embarrassing. Again, this is not the Terror Dome and then we're not knitting in the stands. As Coach Pry said, he didn't say it's uh, it's rompers and the wave. He didn't say that it's Chuck Taylors and doing the wave. He said it's blue sheens and sweatshirts, baby, and they're waving their fist. They're not doing the wave. They are waving and pumping their fists. Stark difference.
2: Stark, Stark difference.
1: difference. If you guys want to do the wave next week when we are beating Wofford by 40 points... Fine, let's do it. Have Fine. a blast. You know, I might even do it with you. <laughs> but guys, and this is not us being fun police. No, this is just if you want the terror dome to be the terror dome, mm. don't do the wave up two scores. No, when
0: the other team has the ball in like the third quarter. This has been this has been beaten to death. Um, I wanted to beat myself to death when I was um, okay watching That's, when yes. I was just, I was talking about myself. <laughs> Um, When I was watching the wave go around the stadium. Uh, Other stuff that drove me nuts. uh, So I know that there's a lot of GA going on over, and I'm trying to see, uh, in section... Uh, 3, 5, and 7 you got a lot up of stu- uh, student top. GA Safety seating maybe. over going on up to, uh, yeah, fifteen. so yeah 13, 15, and 17, that's all student GA seating, so we had a, a group of, of, uh, of young ladies sitting behind us, who were awesome all game, they're cheering they're chanting, we're high and whatever, and in the quarter of my eye, in the third quarter I see her get hit in the face by something and there's stuff being thrown all game um, yeah, glow sticks, bottles can I be honest, and, and cover your kids ears it literally requires zero effort to not be an asshole. Okay? We're all at the game. You're all with Virginia Tech people. If you're sitting 30 or 40 rows up and you're throwing full full beer, turkey legs, anything, even a paper plane, that that that's it's stupid, it's dangerous, it's not funny. There's nothing ironical about it. And honestly, I don't incite violence. But if somebody next to me, threw if I watched them do something, can you guys police yourselves? It's 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 embarrassing. So people are paying to come to the game, and this lady got hit in the face with a turkey leg, like, and eventually, and literally had to leave because um, she had to get taken back to the medical tent. So I hope she's doing okay. That kind of stuff that it, it cannot happen. This is Lane Stadium,
2: not Woodstock '99. Yeah. Let's <laughs> let's let's not throw plastic bottles and other various things of that nature. No. My uh, my out to lunch here is Paciolan, man. I don't know what happened with you guys yesterday, but the, the, <laughs> but the server being down nationwide, it's 2022. Tickets are on our phones now. And if that's going to be a thing, we kind of need that Wi-Fi server to operate properly so we can get into the game. I don't understand it, though, because it's not like Paciolan only does college
0: sports. They do NFL, they do NBA, everything. like NHL. That's... Li- That is, you have one job.
2: If things can't happen, that's number one on the list. You have one job, and it's to have an operational server room Mm -hmm. where people can access their mobile tickets. Literally, I'm walking into the stadium last night. My little brother almost didn't get into the game because he couldn't download his ticket. So, (laughs) fix that going to... (laughs) We we might have to cut that (laughs) out. So, so, (laughs) fix that going forward. I also want to say download
1: your tickets in advance I think we all learned that lesson yesterday too because I was you know it was like two o'clock I was yeah. like oh shoot I don't have my ticket in my mobile wallet and what I did once I got access I added all my tickets for the rest of the year to my mobile wallet just so I uh, so I have them my last thing I want to say you guys hear that yeah keys bring your keys to the football game. Bring your keys to the football game and shake your keys on third down. I see too many people shaking, just shaking their ha- hand with their invisible keys. I was, doing, they, it. They got the I was ha- doing it. They got the Harry Potter invisibility cloak over their keys. Where are your keys? Bring your keys to Lane Stadium. This is not, this is not a get off my lawn thing. This is bring your keys. It's a key play. What are we doing? My excuse is I came
0: from California and I don't need my keys here.
1: But no excuses. <laughs> no Bring excuse. your keys. Bring your keys.
0: <laughs> We're moving on to, uh, to the game ball here. My game ball goes to Dax Hallfield. He led the team in tackles with eight. He had a sack, one and a half tackles for losses. And I'm I'm taking this from Grant Mitchell. Uh, Dax Hallfield has had an unbelievable start to the season. Through two games, he has 19 tackles, three TFLs, two fumble recoveries, two pass deflections, one forced fumble, and one forced sack. Um, this is the best I've ever seen him play. Yeah. He's the leader of this football team. I love this guy, um, and I'm, I'm glad to see him
2: balling out. Game ball, Grant Wells, zero interceptions, stark in comparison to last week against Old Dominion, threw for 140 yards and one touchdown. Uh, I think he played uh, as cl- as a complete uh, a football game yesterday as he possibly could. Game ball, it's got to go to Grant. Pat.
1: I'm giving my game ball to the combination of – Caleb Smith and Connor Blumrick. Now, Caleb Smith uh, was sidelined last week, didn't play the entire game against Old Dominion. Him coming back and making that clutch catch uh, down the sideline late in the game and also uh, the two-yard touchdown reception uh, was great. And then Connor Blumrick, five receptions, 46 yards. He has proved to be a threat. We need to get the ball in his hands Uh, as many times as possible, week in and week out. So they get my game ball.
0: Awesome, so moving on here, uh, we're gonna go to CMG takeaways, but first we want to shout out our friends over at CMG. We're asking you to check out The Edge Apartments, which are now accepting applications for 2023 and 2024. The Edge is right across from Virginia Tech's campus. It is the best off-campus student housing available. Uh, It is fantastic. I knew plenty of people who enjoyed their time there. You got a pool, quick walk to campus, no driving necessary. You don't have to buy a parking pass. You don't have to worry about trying to get on campus. You can walk right on over there. It's close to downtown. Everything is included, your utilities, couches, beds, all of that. It is fully furnished. Apply today at vtcampusedge.com or text VTEDGE to 540-202-1638 for more info. And they are an exclusive student how it is. They are the exclusive student housing partner of the Hokies. And shout out to uh, to our great, great friend Angie and her wonderful husband who came to our event um, and spoke to Virginia Tech uh, students and members of the community about this. They were handing out little, so you were speaking of keys, they were handing out little bottle openers. And, uh, go this little, go, these Go, go keys. Key, these go keys. So we appreciate you
2: very much. Grayson, give me your takeaway. Takeaway is it, you know. I think we played, like I said, as a complete of a football game as we possibly could. The defense was awesome. But my, t- my main takeaway from this game is, how are we going to match up with the way our offense is currently against teams like West Virginia, UNC, Pittsburgh, some of the tougher opponents on our schedule? The defense can only do so much. It does make me think of kind of the old days when the offense wasn't as good as our defense. Uh, and I think the, the the main stay is you have to keep guys like Caleb Smith, Connor Blumrick, and Keyshawn King on the field as much as humanly possible. And you got to keep Grant Wells healthy. Um, so it just it just makes me wonder how we're going to stack up against some of these uh, these Power Five schools that we got coming up here on the schedule. Here's what we got. We got the Grant
0: Line. The Grant Lines. I guess we can call it the Grant Grant Lines. Lines. Yeah, we got the Grant Lines. So here, first of all, we had the Boston College over and unders. Uh, Keyshawn King rushing yards for 80. My opinion, he definitely would have had 80 if he didn't get banged up. He had a little bit of a hip injury, said he's going to be good to go. But he had four carries for 64 yards. Bill Dracovic passing yards over or under 250. I screamed over You guys blew that yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, we really screamed. on. Bill Dracovic finished with 135 yards and a QBR <laughs> of 19.1. I got to say, I didn't anticipate us beating the hell of, out of him all night. So, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the notes.
1: Billy Ray, I believe Dracovic throws for 300 plus. You thought we were going to beat them if Drakovic <laughs> threw for 300 <laughs> yards? You a lot of
0: Dude, words. I'm learning. I didn't have the data. I have a bigger data <laughs> pool now. And then Hokies to total points uh, scored over 23 and a half. It did go over at 27. I said we were going to I had our score prediction at 24-17. I am wildly happy that we covered and won by multiple nope. scores and it worked out that way. So, uh number of hot dogs and cold brews consumed by Billy Ray and Lane Stadium. I had one uh, I had one hot dog. No, I didn't. I had the mac and cheese, uh, the mac and cheese, and like pulled pork, and I put a oh bunch of uh, the barbecue sauce on it. I had one Hardywood, and I had uh, people don't want to hear this, but that's that's what I ate. <laughs> so did not hit the over. No, I did under, not hit the under. Just say um, it. <laughs> um, where do we go from here, Pat? So you get that first
1: big win at Lane Stadium under the lights. I, I think that's just huge in and of itself. Uh, Brent Pry, like just to get that confidence, to get the team confidently humming as we head into the Wofford game. It is Wofford week, boys. It is Wofford hate week. There is no Wofford hate week that does not exist. We love our friends in Spartanburg. Virginia Tech is Wofford North. That's where we, Coach Young came from. We got Coach Young. We got Coach Gildner. Hunter Kator is a quote-unquote hybrid Wafford guy never actually <laughs> went to
0: Wafford. um handful of other Storm Murphy obviously yep. Storm Murphy Keve. yeah Keve they beat Carolina sometimes in basketball which is fun we love beating Carolina <laughs>
1: um you know Wofford to VT we love our friends uh in Wafford, but Wafford Wafford football gotta say they are winless in two games but not only are they winless they're like a broken pencil. They are pointless. <laughs> they have not. They have not scored a, pro, a point yet this season. So if Virginia Tech wants to make, or wants to have a another defensive performance like last night, they have the opportunity to do that. It is uh, shutout material written all over it here. And uh, I want to see what our uh, what our total defense stats are at the end of uh, next week to see how we're how we're stacking up uh, in the national rankings, but. Excited to, uh, to kind of use this Wofford game as a get-right game or a rest game as well for some of the other folks like Malachi Thomas and Keyshawn King. Um, but it's also an opportunity for our offense to figure some things out yeah. and to air the ball out long and to identify, you know, how can we get the ball in Daywon Lofton's hands more? How can we get Steven Gosnell the ball more? So Wofford week... Is on Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. We got a preview podcast going out at some point this week. Former Wofford football stars are joining the <laughs> podcast. Uh, Brenton Burson, who played for the Carolina Panthers for a few years, uh, he's a Charlotte guy. We love Brenton. And then Kenny Barnes as well. So uh, excited to welcome them on the show this week. Billy, where do we go from here?
0: I mean, we're 1 0 in the ACC. Or want to know in the ACC. I've already forgotten about last week. I feel a whole lot better about it. I also want to um, point this out as something uh, worth noting. If you were feeling bad about the uh, about the Old Dominion game, well, I'm pretty sure Notre Dame feels pretty crummy about losing to Marshall you think Texas A&M feels pretty bad about losing to App State. Shout out to my guy, Henry Pearson. But I said this on a pod about two years ago, that the transfer portal was going to make it easier for uh, teams outside of the Power Five to compete at a high level against these, you know, programs that everybody expects people to just roll over. Um, and I found this, uh, this statistic that came out. It's actually the Sun Belt versus the Power Five in 2022. The Sun Belt is... Four and three against the ACC in 2022, four and two against the Big 12, three and three against the Big 10, and they are five and three against the SEC. So, shout out to the Sunbelt. They're out there taking, uh, kicking ass, taking games, yeah. And, um, you know, just keep an eye on that. This transfer portal makes it easier for these teams to continuously, continuously compete. So, that's where we go from here. Letters from the lunch pail. Pat, kick us off. <laughs> Letters
1: from the lunch pail. Actually, the breakfast this morning at University Club was called the brunch pail. That is true. That's a, so ha- have to plug that because yes. that's, that's exciting. That's fun. Ted Hessing says, nice win. Glad to see the team coming together. Been a while since I pitied the opposing quarterback. Facts. <laughs> Wondering if slash when we'll have everyone healthy slash settled enough to contribute at their peak. Malachi, Caleb, Jaden Blue, Keyshawn King, Alan Tisdale good timing for get well week I think that's a great point Ted I appreciate you writing in here
0: I don't think think there's an answer for that one I think Malachi Thomas uh, based upon what Coach is saying Malachi Thomas is closed. Caleb Smith played last night Jaden Blue no idea Keyshawn King said he's going to be good to go next week and then Tisdale it's not really an injury thing it's more of a who knows what's going on there and I hope that he can get that um, that taken
2: care of I think it's just a time will tell thing Mm -hmm. time is everything and We'll find these things out as, uh, as we go on. So, I got to say, um, before we
0: get into Sharky shout-outs, I just want to say, like, <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time, Tech is such a special place. It like, is. Like, that was so awesome. Uh, Grayson to have you here. Pat yeah, to have hey. you here. Um, it is just, it is such an amazing place and feels so damn good to win yes. at home and see everybody caring and happy. And, uh, Your mood is so much better when you yeah, wake up with a win. If I wake up and the thing I'm maddest about is the wave, which I'm still mad about, um, <laughs> then you've had a pretty good day the uh, the day before. So there you go. If I wake up every morning and I'm mad at the wave, then I'm having a pretty we're having a pretty good football season. Um, time for Sharky shoutouts. I can go ahead and and and, and kick this off here. Um, wanted to shout out Anthony Morris met you yesterday appreciate your support and everything else uh, Bruce came over for the section 5 picture shout out to everybody that came over for the section 5 uh, picture by the way so Bruce used to sit in section 5 uh, he said look you guys have you guys got a pretty big responsibility here you guys gotta be loud you gotta be proud you gotta make an
3: impact
0: let's be a fan base
1: let's
3: be a
0: fan base base. so Bruce I know you moved over to section 7 you're welcome over to section 5 anytime and I appreciate your support Um, but hey it it means so much getting to meet so many different people from the community and and, uh, going around and I just really appreciate you. And I said this at the beginning of the show. Thank you to every student, assistant, intern, person who works at the uh, University Club, McLean's. My God, Charlie. Charlie. I told Charlie, it's game day, baby. And, and Patrick. Through. And Patrick. And that Patrick. That whole crew was amazing. The bartenders down there, everybody did an amazing job. Christina Daves, everybody who made this weekend possible. And it, it was tough. We've never done it before. Um, I, I can't thank you guys enough. So that's that's that. And Pat, thanks for chauffeuring me all over the place. And, Uber <laughs> and, driver Pat. Yeah, thanks for taking
2: care of me this week, my friend. <laughs> Uber driver Pat and the new Whip, no less. That's right. Very good. That's right. right. Um, I want to shout out Austin Bourne and Danny Moriarty, two really good friends of mine from Los Angeles. They stayed with me. Hey, Kelly's Heroes. What are you talking about, Moriarty? What are you talking about, Moriarty? <laughs> Missed with them negative ways, Moriarty. <laughs> These people, if you haven't seen Kelly's Heroes, go watch it. But they flew all the way from Los Angeles. Glad they were here and got to see a Virginia Tech win. It's going to be a fun playing ride back. Uh, Charlie and Patrick just shouted them out. Patrick was so helpful with all of the tech that we had to figure out for our live event. He was on the soundboard, running audio, helping me out, things that I didn't know about. So I really want to really want to shout him out. Uh, shout out Hunain for all of his, his camera gear, the microphones, everything. He was He was absolutely killing it. And then Pete McGee met him, met him in lot two yesterday. Uh, It was very, very nice to meet him and everyone, you know, Clark Rulin, Bill Roth, Bud Foster, Hunter Couture, Justin Mutz, the whole gang. uh, Shout out to all of you for an amazing weekend. We're going to put out those podcasts here this week at some point. We got uh, Grayson
1: and Bill Roth. We got Bud and Billy Ray and then uh, myself interviewing Justin Mutz and Hunter Couture. We'll do three separate podcasts. It was so fun. Really enjoyed that. My shout outs here. First things first, I want to shout out Anne Castle, uh, who works with the Blacksburg Partnership, and also, um, all right, she works with Blacksburg Partnership. They are putting together a weekend for VT's new student and family programs, Family Weekend. This is the upcoming weekend for Wofford. If you're going to be in town for Family Weekend for the Wofford game, they're doing a kickoff on College Avenue. It's on Friday, September 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. downtown. Uh, Mainly the focus about this kickoff is going to be a beer garden on Draper Road. There's going to be activities there. Uh, Most of them will take place from 6 to 8, but a beer garden on Draper Road. Uh, That's pretty exciting. That's where Benny's is, if you know where Draper Road is. It's open to everyone, Hokies, Wofford fans, Virginia Tech families, kids, locals, etc. There's going to be a future Hokies kid zone, inflatables, uh, chalk part of college ave, VT themed activities and giveaways, special guests. I don't know who they will be, but you know maybe Mike Young will show up since it's Wofford weekend. That's not a guarantee, but Coach Young, if you're listening, Uh, head on down to draper road on friday night uh giveaways and overall just a fun way to kick off a great weekend in blacksburg again that's the blacksburg partnership and new student and family programs from virginia tech thank you Ann castle uh you do a great job with the blacksburg partnership so if you're going to be in town if you have your family coming into town bring them over to draper road for a beer garden Uh, that's pretty exciting my shout outs uh are mainly for uh section five Really great to see everyone, especially the godfather and godmother of Section 5. John Barlow, Marianne Barlow, uh, Abby, and John Barlow rocking it in Section 5. It was a pleasure and just so much fun to hang out with you guys. Isabel Shoptaw, here is your shout-out. Nice to meet you, Isabel. Dave and Caitlin, Griff Dog and Maddie. We had Riley and Rieg down there. The Cipollas. And the Isleys, great to see them uh, on fall Saturdays. And then James O'Toole for an almost converted jersey swap with one of the Boston College offensive linemen. Almost happened, James, maybe uh, maybe next year. And uh, last shout-out, I know I'm, I'm forgetting some people, but could not be more thankful and appreciative of the Yetis for letting us crash with them this weekend. Had a ton of fun hanging out uh, with the Yetis. But uh, I think that's all we got. Be on the lookout for some podcasts here previewing Wofford. Be on the lookout for some content coming out this week. Subscribe to our newsletter on the website, sonsofsaturday.com slash VT. Subscribe to our YouTube page, and uh, we're going to be coming out with some uh, some more content. As the days go by, let's get ready for Wofford, and uh, appreciate everyone listening in. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Trippin' in the sand We smoke out windows Drink till we can't stand But I saw you Dance like you want to In my head And all that she said is oh.